Where are you uh, starting from? The first place we're going to be is in Romans, but it's going to take a little bit to get there. Okay. Um, so if you saw what I posted, I put so, um, sozo equals soteria. So those are both Greek. Where did you post it? It was just earlier. Just my normal weekly like home Greek hour? picture. I don't know. Okay. Um, but those are both Greek words. They mean the same thing, other than their the tense is different. So yeah. one is past tense and one is present tense. Okay. So sozo would be the past tense and soteria would be the present tense. Yeah. So the word that we use for each, we use different words, but they mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sozo would be the word saved. Right. And then soteria would be the word salvation. Okay. Okay? Right. So I actually went back into uh, the Old Testament, too, to see what these words mean in Hebrew, what mm-hmm. Hebrew words they were. Um, so the, the Old Testament word for saved or for sozo would be um, yasha, hmm. which means open, free, be safe, deliver, help, persevere, rescue, having salvation, save, get victory. Okay? And then the Old Testament term for um, soteria is actually the word or the name Yeshua. Yeshua. Which is Joshua. Huh. Or also translated as Jesus. Right. Which means Yahovah is salvation. Yes. Okay? Okay. So just interesting. And um, Yeshua is something saved, delivered, victory, prosperity, health, help, saving, or welfare. Yeah. So if you noticed, the past tense word also was still saved. It said to get victory. Salvation, or Yeshua in Hebrew, was just victory, as in you already have it. Hmm. You see that? Yeah. Wow. It's not Yehovah gives salvation. It says he is. Salvation. Okay? So then it gets more interesting. When you, when you read through the Gospels, when Jesus is speaking, when he's, when he's using the word sozo, the word saved, he's always speaking as it's something to come. As in something you don't have yet. Right? Because he hasn't, he hasn't been crucified he hasn't died and he hasn't been resurrected yet. So salvation is still something to come. Or uh, to be saved is still something to come. Um, and all the epistles, all the letters from Acts all the way to Revelation, um, Sozo was used as something you can have right now. Which would lead us to the first verse. There's no way we're going to cover all these verses because I have like looks like close to 20 verses here but the first one would be Romans 8:24 just as an example and it says for we were saved in this hope but hope that is seen is not hope for why does one still hope for what he sees hmm. but do you see that for we were saved yeah in hope we were is it here the tense yes i so, got that 
of course, there's always that term that's really popular in the church. It's, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Right. That's only true until you're saved. Exactly. Okay? So then you go from, I'm a sinner saved by grace, I'm a sinner sozo by grace, to a son redeemed by love. I go from being saved to having salvation. So I go from sozo to soteria. It's something I didn't have that I received, and now that I've received it, I have it. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, another, another one we could use is Romans 10.9. 10.9. Um, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be sozo. Zozo? Sozo. S-O-Z-O. Okay. Um, That you will be saved. And then, of course, the byproduct of after being saved is now that you were sozo, now you are soteria. You have salvation. (laughs) (laughs) And just, we don't have to read all of these, but I have Romans 8.24. Hey, you do what you want to do. You sell whatever you want. To. You tell me when you I got go you. Home, man. But these are just, it's just a lot. And I only wrote the references down to make a point that there's scripture references for what I'm saying. Right. That's not, I read one scripture. Oh, saved is past tense. No, this, um, I just wrote a bunch of scriptures down to, to show that the scriptures like verify this. Okay. So it's Romans 8, 24, 10, 9, uh, 10, 13. 1 Corinthians 1 18, 10 33, 15 2, Ephesians 2 verse 5, 2 verse 8, 1 Timothy uh, verses, or verse 2 4, and 2 Timothy 1 9, and that's not even all of them. Wow. So then we get to Soteria and how we can see that the scriptures talk about it, it being something that you have. Right. So what's interesting is in the New Testament, Gospels, when Jesus is speaking, he speaks of soteria as something that's here, something that you can see. Right. Again, he hasn't died and he hasn't been resurrected yet, so Dad it's not the reality yet, but he's saying saved is something you can have, soteria is something you can see. You don't have either one yet. Right. Okay. Yeah, buddy. That, that pillow hides your whole so body. something you can't see. Yeah. And it's something. It's something you will have. Something you can see. And something you will have. Gotcha. I got this in my door. Yeah. Okay. So in the letters from Acts forward, our first reference would be um, Acts four twelve. Okay. Again, I'm not reading these in context, um, okay. but the context does agree with what we're talking about. Okay. Um, so, Acts four twelve says, "Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved." There is no salvation. You can't have it until you're saved, saved. by the one name that can save. save. 
You can't have soteria until after sozo. So you have to be saved in order to have salvation, right? Yes. It's, it's, this isn't a wild concept. It's just something I don't think a lot of us understand because I, th- I think a lot of it's revealed in our language. Um, just the idea of, like, we're being saved. Like, that's scriptural. Right. But at the same time, you have salvation. And I don't think we live from life from the reality of knowing that we have mm-hmm. salvation. So we're, we're just, we got saved and we're just kind of hoping for the best until Jesus returns. Yeah. So now we get to the importance of what these words actually mean. Okay, I read a little bit of what they mean in the Old Testament. They're very, very similar in the New Testament. Sozo and Soteria both mean saved, healed, Delivered, protected, preserved, made whole, and kept safe. One, uh, sozo is the past tense. You were, you did receive that. Soteria is, you have these. So when you have salvation, this is what you live from. You are saved. You are healed. You are protected. You are preserved. You are made whole. And you are kept safe. And I think a lot of times we live life outside of the realm of that reality. Yeah. So we want to be, we want to be saved while failing to understand that we have salvation. Right. <clears throat> um, so again, if we were to go to uh, Acts thirteen, or yeah, Acts thirteen forty seven. Okay. It's Acts thirteen twenty seven. Act thir- I wrote down thirteen forty seven. Forty seven, okay. And it says, For the Lord so for the for so the Lord has commanded us, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be that you should be for salvation to the end of the earth. To the ends of the earth. So you should be for salvation. It's something you have. You can, you can offer something you have. Exactly. I can lead you to what I have. I might not be the source of what I have, but I can lead you to it because I have it. If I don't believe I'm saved, if I don't believe I have salvation, it's going to be really difficult for me. One, it's going to be difficult for me to lead you to that place because I can't lead you somewhere I've never been. Hmm. And two, I'm gonna. It, I'm, it's gonna be really hard for me to witness or share my faith if I'm not sure. Mm. Kind of what I'm struggling with right now. Right. It's it's like trying to sell a product door to door that you don't actually have. Right. Like, oh yeah, can I see what you're talking about? And you're like, well, you know, we don't really have any right now. Yes. Yeah, so how do you believe that? Yeah, your whole actually... pitch is just <laughs> shaky and awkward. So and... it's like you're being shady here with and... your with your message here. So right, it's like real, when you finally engage real. in that conversation with someone, and they're like, "Man, like, like I want to know more. Like, I want Jesus." And you're like, "Man, just come to church on Sunday." What you're saying is, I don't have it to give you, but there's someone who does, and you should talk to them because, man, I just you know. 
that's not me. Hmm. <laughs> wow. When they're right there, you have salvation. Exactly. You have the Holy Ghost. Where does he live? He lives in you. That's right. Right? right. Paul talks about all he does. He goes, I planted seeds and Apollo Apollos watered. But it's the Lord who brings the increase. All I have to do is show up ready to plant seeds and ready to water. But if I don't have seed and I don't have water, I can't do anything. Yes, sir. Yeah, it burnt out. It's fine. So then we find that our witness is powerless. You know, uh, Paul talks about, he says um, that they had a form of godliness but denied the power thereof. Hmm. And um, Jesus tells um, James and John, or Peter, I think Peter, James, and John, he goes, don't worry about when you're called before kings. Don't touch that, it's hot. When you're called before kings, And all these people don't worry about what you'll say because it won't be you speaking. It'll be my spirit speaking through you, the Holy Spirit speaking through you. So literally all we have to do is show up believing. Like that's that's what we have to do. That's the part that's on us because God cannot force belief or can he force faith. Maybe he could, but he doesn't. Yeah. So careful, buddy. So we show up. Believing. We show up believing that we have soteria, that we are carrying the kingdom, that the Holy Ghost is in us, and that we can have faith to not even worry about what it is we're going to say. We show up believing and begin speaking. So this is a show and tell gospel. You either walk in power and they see it and then they ask and you get to tell, or you begin to tell and you back up what you're saying with your life. So if I'm living completely differently than what I'm telling people, I'm not walking in any type of power. It's actually, where is it? It's, um, it's uh, 1 Corinthians 4.20. 420. Yeah, I share it at the rehab all the time because they can remember 4.20. <laughs> Okay, maybe it's... Oh, I'm in 2 Corinthians, that's why. <laughs> it's true. I like that how you do... I like that, man. It's true. <laughs> yep. And I've had several people come up to me like, hey, what was that 420 verse you said earlier? <laughs> yeah, they're like, whoa. It's 1 Corinthians 420, not 2. 1 Corinthians 420. It says, whatever you... Um, That's not it either. Where is that little background verse? Um, I'm at a loss. I had a brain fart. Are you good? I swear that's where it was. Be sure on this really fast. Ah, I was reading 421, that's why I was confusing. Second uh, first Corinthians 420, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. 
not in word, but in power. Right. And we're always so worried about what we're going to say. Because we don't want to look, <laughs> we don't want to be wrong. We don't want to look stupid. <laughs> That's me right now, man. I'm, I'm struggling with it right now. So it's like, someone will be alright. So what I do is to send you a text message, man. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm up like an hour. It's just, I don't just pick one and just mm-hmm. put it together to send it to you. Guys. Yeah. And people are like, do you do this yourself? I said, no. I use different other people. And, man, those are the ones that kind of hits me in my life that maybe I can share it with you guys that maybe can help you with you guys' life. I don't know. Maybe it can get you closer to studying the Bible or something like that, you know? You know? Maybe God's trying to tell me that you guys, hey, you're, I know what's, what's up because you're in, you're having this problem, you're dealing with this, and you don't know how to deal with it, but there's a God who can deal with it for you. Right. You just got to be free, for, uh, be a slave to him, man, and you become free as person man it was a uh, bill johnson said um he said you know lean not on your own understanding yes. right he goes he goes but in order to do that you have to give up your right to understand because hmm. we don't always need we don't always need a verbatim answer for everything. i hear you buddy what do you need so what do you need Thank you. Figure it out. Um, so yeah, it's it's not a matter of talk, but of power. Power. Yes. But what you say does have to be according to the truth. That's true. You can't show up speaking a whole bunch of nonsense, a whole bunch of things, you know, even out of context. And even. don't have the and don't have the backup for it. Right. So Proverbs four says, "Wisdom is the principal thing, right. and in all you're getting, get understanding." Right? So right. I, in order for me to actually begin to explain these things, if I'm not going to be worried about my words, I, I still need an understanding. Right. So that I know that what I am saying in the moment is according to the truth, that I can test the Spirit by the Spirit. Like, I know that's the Spirit, because He only speaks according to truth. Right. So I'm also, like, gauging myself at the same time to make sure I'm speaking of the correct Spirit. Right. Or from the correct spirit, rather. Because right. he only speaks according to truth. Because he's the spirit of truth, right? right? So I have to be careful in that regard. So I'm not just going up there telling them a bunch of stuff. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to lasso them into a church. I like that. You said that. I'm not trying to put them in a headlock. Right. And get them to agree with my ideals. Exactly. I'm not trying to get them to vote Republican. Yep. I'm trying, uh, I'm showing up offering something that I have. Yep. Which is soteria. Salvation. I have it. I'm not trying to convince them that they can have it while believing that I can't. Hmm. Yep. Which I did for a large part of my life. It happens, man. Because I could sit across the table from the people and explain freedom, but wasn't free. Dad. Hmm. I could tell them that they could have it. With what? You keep saying you need help, but you don't tell me what you need help with, buddy. Lydia's water. Lydia's water. Oh. It's up high. You got to explain yourself to me, kiddo. There you go. <laughs> um, so, like, if I don't believe I have it, it's, I'm, 
Now I'm hard pressed. Now I'm put on the spot. Now I'm stressed out. Now I'm anxious. Mm-hmm. Now I'm concerned and I'm worried. And now the fear of man begins to trump my desire to share. Because I'm more worried about saying the wrong thing or looking dumb or making a fool of myself. There's an awesome verse. It's in 2 Corinthians. Paul says, if I'm besides myself, if I'm out of my mind, it's for God. But if I'm in my right mind, it's for you. Hmm. Yep. So, so either, wow. so either way, whether he's out of his mind, it's what for that. First Corinthians, Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. All right. Okay. We covered it in our series. I just, I can't remember oh, yes. the it's exact uh, address. Okay, it's I, I towards the back. I, I wrote yeah. it. I wrote it. Yeah, I wrote it down. So it's just, it's funny I'm because I'm gonna find it. we're so afraid of what they might think, mm-hmm. and so less aware of what we have. I struggle with that, bro. And when I'm less aware of what I have, I'm more afraid of being exposed by that very thing. So I don't say anything. Why is it like this? Like what, bud? Why is it like this? That's how it is. What do you want? You want the wheels out? Yeah. Is it because people hear that you're not explaining yourself to me? There you go, dude. Ta-da! So, and, and that can be, I mean, we can talk, we could even express that same ideal in the natural, not even on a physical level. I'm not going to go up to you and talk to you about astrophysics if I don't know anything about astrophysics. Mm-hmm. It, why would I? I don't have, I don't, I have nothing on that to bring to the table. But if I've studied astrophysics my whole life and the conversation's happening, I'm walking up and I'm at home. I can speak on the subject because I have knowledge of it. There's so many people that want to believe in Jesus, want to believe the gospel and don't even know what it says. If I don't even know what it says, then how in the world am I going to explain it to someone else? If I don't even know what it says, how can it possibly be my reality? And if it's not my reality, how can I possibly present it to someone else that it could, that it could be their reality? Hmm. And we shoot ourselves in the foot. And we grew up with this weird phrase, and it's, what you don't know won't hurt you. Hosea 4 and 6 says, my children are destroyed by their lack of knowledge. It's actually what you don't know that destroys you. It's not that it won't hurt you. It's that it's killing you softly and slowly. So if I don't have an understanding of what I'm talking about, just I'm talking very basic, of course the Lord can use anyone. He can speak through anyone at any given time. I'll be as bold to say as like in some of those situations, all you, when you don't know anything, you're a new Christian, all you know is that Jesus died for you, that now you have salvation and you're saved and this is awesome and that's all you know. The Lord's all over that if you approach someone in faith. If you showed up believing because you're, you're presenting your actual reality. Like you're walking in the reality of the gospel. And, and you don't care if how you look. Where is it? It's Romans. Yeah, Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation, soteria, for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also the Greek. For in it, 
in the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Just as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So, yeah, there's also times when you don't know much. You what, haven't, what was that? That's Romans 1.16. Oh, okay. 16. Uh, 1.16 and 17, sorry. So, just because you don't know all that much, are you still are you walking up in faith? Are you walking up in belief? Because Jesus said, anything is possible for them who believe. Not anyone who is extraordinarily inept in Bible knowledge. So, we're kind of, it's kind of a double-edged sword in that regard, but the more you know, the more questions you can answer, the more comfortable you are in the conversation. Because now you actually, they present an idea, and this happens to me all the time, they'll begin to talk about something, Mm -hmm. and I just get verses dropped in my head. I don't get, like, exactly where they are. Sometimes I know where they are, sometimes I don't. But I'm like, man, you know the Bible actually says this. And it's to what they say. And that's the Holy Spirit. Right. Because he knows what to say. And since I came into the kingdom about six years ago, that's been my reality. I read that verse. It said, don't worry about what you'll say. It'll be me speaking in. And I was like, I'm good with that. Like, I'm just good with that. And that's been my everyday expression since that point. I've, I have thoroughly, I've quoted and explained scriptures to people that I've never read. Like I've I've ex, um, I've explained like things in the natural like historical events and stuff and used them as examples that I wasn't sure if what I was saying was even right and went back and researched later and it was absolutely correct and so over trial and error and growing in the Holy Spirit and growing in my faith and trusting Him I am so not worried about that anymore I can sit down and have a conversation with anyone. And I'm and see, and because I know what I know, and I'm rooted and grounded in what I believe, I'm not afraid of their ideas. Yeah, I'm not afraid of their beliefs. See, it's like you're not getting offended. You're not getting <laughs> that right there. I... <laughs> so I'm, I, I show up. I show up to compel them, but not to convince. Mm-hmm. I came to plant seeds and or water. It's God. Who brings the increase. That's it. And sometimes I show up on harvest day. Where God says, it's time. And that happens, and it happens a lot. The more you do it, the more you see it. You know, that kind of deal. But sometimes I'm talking to people and I'm looking at a blank slate and they're staring at me like that. They have, they don't care at all. I've been cussed out. At work, I just had a, I had a practicing witch write a grievance on me. Because I talked about Jesus during a group. Whoa. Whoa. And I sat and and it happened on the end of one of my shifts on the last day I worked. So I didn't come back to work till the next week. And I didn't even know that he had written it. And then I found out and that again, it was a Sunday. And then the next Sunday I, I pulled after I did a group, I pulled him aside and I said, hey, dude, if I offended you, that's not what I was trying to do. And he's like, you know, if I wanted to go to a spiritual program, I would have gone to one. I said, bro, you're working the 12 steps. It's a spiritual program. You know, and I said, but also before my group, I gave a disclaimer. Did you hear me? He goes, what did you say? I said, I offered, I said, I'm about to give y'all some wisdom. Are y'all okay with that? And they say, yes. And I say, okay, are you particular about where it comes from? Hang on, buddy. And they say, no. And I say, okay. 
And then I, and after that, I'm not mad that he wrote a grievance because then I, I say after that, if I offend you and you want to write a grievance, come find me. I'll get you one. Yeah. Because my, I'm not here to offend you. I'm just, I'm going to offer you some wisdom. And if you're going to be that nitpicky about where it comes from, you're going to have a hard time in life. And they all agree. And he goes, I must have missed that part. I said, bro, I'm not mad at you. I want to be clear with you because I don't get to choose whether I offended you or not. You said that I did. That means that I did. Yeah. I'm here to apologize. And then we began talking. And he kind of told me some of his background. And, um, he, he was raised in the Pentecostal church. And he said at a church service. Hang on, buddy. He was raised at a, at, during a church service. Everyone was getting the Holy Ghost. He put up quotes because what he means is not that they were getting the Holy Ghost. He means that they were speaking in tongues, which are not always related. Hello. <laughs> you can fake tongues. You can't fake the Holy Ghost. Come on, right. on, buddy. That's true. So he he wanted the Holy Ghost. He wanted he wanted it, and so he walked up to his pastor and goes, "Hey, I, th- I think I got it." And the pastor told him that he didn't. And because of that moment, because of the careless words of that man's mouth, because he had, okay, I'll just say it, because he had wrong theology. Yeah. This, this guy is now a practicing witch that writes his own spells. He has a shrine in his room on up there. He showed me all the stuff. He's wearing a, a, a Thor's hammer ring. He's wearing a pentagram around his neck. He's writing his own spells. He has all the crystals. He has what's called a cry, uh, a singing bowl. I mean, he has all of it. So they kind of freak out a little bit? No, I'm not afraid of it at all because what, mm-hmm. whatever, even if he was trying to... Can I have some water? Yeah, baby. It's, it's right there. Because um, whatever, if he was even trying to cast spells on me, he who is in me right. is greater than he's in the world. That's true, bro. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Other stuff can't... It's there's it. no room. There's no vacancy. That's right. Let her have a drink first and then you have one, okay, bud? We got to take turns. So I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid to go in his room. I'm not afraid to talk to him. I'm not afraid to engage in the in the conversation. In fact, I sat him down and said, "So what do you believe? I want to know. I love to be educated." And he sat there and he talked to me about Satanism and he talked to me about writing spells and Wicca and most of it I already knew, so I was able to keep a conversation with him, which surprised him. Because most Christians are too afraid of all of that to even listen. One million. I wasn't. I didn't need to know the information. One I was. Million. I'm building a relationship with the One man. Because I, because I'm not afraid. And this is a, he's a rougher looking guy. He's got tattoos on One his face, million. all up his neck. He's been to prison several One times. Million. So he could be. Cohen, Cohen, stop! Stop yelling, buddy. <laughs> Just yelling one million for no reason, covering his own ears. <laughs> Crazy kid. <clears throat> but um, so. But you like, know what? You you know what? You're right. I've hung out with some really weird people in my life, and I knew that was God protected me, man, because they were pretty rough. But it's like they would chill with me. It. I see what you're saying. I would have not been afraid of it. It's, it's like you said. You have to get out of your comfort zone. You gotta I, learn how to exactly. Be, it's like you're undercover, actually. And I've been, I've been in that regard because you're gonna find areas you might grow in sharing the gospel with people, and, and you'll find out that like you're no longer uncomfortable doing it, right? No matter the situation. So I've gone to a place to where like 
guys like that, people like that, and I've met hundreds. I'm, I've dealt with polytheists, Buddhists, Hindus, Muslims, atheists, agnostic, you name it. I've, ha- I've sat down and had face-to-face conversations with them, and I've presented the gospel to every single one of them. Hmm. Because I love them. Yeah. I tell them the truth. But I'm not forceful. Right. That I, I, I'm, I believe this 100%. There's two things in life you can't force. One is love. You can't, you can't force yourself to love someone. Yep. And you can't force someone to love you. Yep. And the second one is faith. You cannot force anyone to have faith. Yep. You can force them into a confession. You can manipulate them into saying the right thing. Say this prayer and you'll get to heaven one day because you don't know if you're going to die tomorrow. We're not selling fire insurance. (laughs) We're selling soteria. Salvation. For for all of it. It, it, it's, It's salvation of the mind, body, and spirit. Mind, body, and soul. Like, you can be completely brand new. God doesn't promise you a better life. He promises you a new one. Right. One that will never end with him. Because I look, I look at atheists, uh, and, I look, uh, and I say, you do realize that you're an eternal being one way or another. Hmm. Just look at me. So one way or another, you're never going to die. One hand, you're, you're going to wish for eternity that you could, and you can't. And the other one is you're finally going to have the actual fullness of life that you've been promised. Wow. In closest relation with your father. So when people, we mean well when we say this kind of stuff, but people, we, we operate sentiment and feelings. And, you know, they say, you know, well, Amanda, my wife, she's, she's looking down at you right now from heaven. And I look at her and say, no, she's not. <laughs> what do you mean? I said, no, she's so enthralled in the majesty of Jesus, she ain't looking at me. You know who's watching over me? Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Amanda, she's focused on Christ, and I wouldn't change that for anything. In fact, I'm jealous. <laughs> if you read in Revelation, it says there's the four living creatures that surround the throne. They're right. constantly saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Mm-hmm. Do you realize that they weren't forced to be there? Hmm. Do you realize that they're not waiting for the ship to change, for the next animals to come in? No. I don't know if you could drag them out of that room if you tried. They're forever before his throne, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they love to be there. Hmm. <laughs> they're not chained. They're not in a cage. They are, they are in the presence of the Almighty. Yep. And there's nowhere else they'd rather be. And they've been there for eternity. We have this concept of eternity, of, of it never ending. You also realize that eternity never began, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, eternity, they've yeah. been there. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, and I, I explain those types of things. And because I've had this conversation, man, I've learned so much. And there's a whole lot of other beliefs that have made its way into Christianity that are not true. I believe There's you. a lot of spiritualism. There's a lot of um, mysticism. There's a lot of 
there's a lot of atheism. Yeah. There's a lot of um, agnostics in the body of Christ. They believe there's a God. They're not totally convinced it's Jesus. Hmm. So I... I see these mindsets. I've dealt with these mindsets. I've had these mindsets for myself in the past. I understand. I'm not there to beat them down. What I'm there to do is tell them what they do not know because they're destroyed by their lack of knowledge. Yeah. Right? Right. But if I'm standing on the street corner on my soapbox and every time someone walks by and I say, you're a sinner, you're going to hell, they, they have every right to look at me and say, yeah, tell me something I don't know. Because all of us are acutely aware as we sit here right now Daddy, of all of our wrongs. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for asking. So we're all acutely aware of our wrongs, who we're not, where we're not, what's not going our way. That's what we're always aware of. What would it benefit me or you for me to tell you that? Daddy. Right. You already know that. Right. Yes, ma'am. Can I put the glitter stuff in it? Sure. Um, I, yes, sir. Can I have wine? Um, you can get, yeah, tell Lydia to get you some out too. So, I'm, I'm completely comfortable in those arenas. But I've had times where I've made a complete fool out of myself. Where I was totally schooled by someone, by people way smarter than me. But it didn't change me. And it didn't change what I believed. But it did educate me over time. And now, and I also know if I've offended someone, and I, I usually know how not to do that in the first place. Yeah. Because I've developed not only confidence in the Word, right. in the Holy Spirit, but also in tact. Yeah. Sure. I've, I've grown an experience on how to present things. Wow. Based on the person and what they believe, because I challenge them. I don't take it easy on them per se. I'm just not rude, crude, or forceful. Right. But I ask them my three questions. We could go to my work right now and I could pull the clients up and say, guys, what are my three questions? And they'll all go, who are you? What do you believe? And why do you believe it? Because if you don't know what you believe nor why you believe it, then you have no idea who you are. <laughs> sure. And you might believe you are something, you might, who you believe you are might be wrong because why you believe it might not be correct. It might not be according to truth. It might be according to the, the thoughts and the opinions of someone else. It might be because of an experience you have. Cohen, Cohen. And so we have these things that we believe, but that doesn't mean they're true. And it completely distorts who we think we are. And we always act according to what we believe. It's in Proverbs. I can't remember the address. I think it's, it's either Psalms or Proverbs 23. And it says, what a man so thinketh in his heart, oh, so yes. is he. he yeah. What you believe is what you become. And that's why grace works through faith. Because when you believe something, grace empowers you and enables you to actually become that. But when you're out operating outside of grace, now you're, you're operating in a different spirit. Mm -hmm. There's an anti-type. So I believe that I'm horrible and I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to be anything. My 
dad is probably right. I'm not worthy to be loved. All these types of things we believe and it manifests in our behavior. And that's why sometimes we love some, we want somebody so bad to love us, but we don't have our arms linked because we don't feel worthy of love. And now we're mad at them for not loving us, but we're the one holding their arm out. That's good. And yeah. we, don't, we don't see it and we don't understand it. And it's this repetitive cycle of destruction that we don't see. Because we're destroyed by our lack of knowledge. We haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to come in and shine light in the dark places. He, we haven't allowed Him to come in and give us truth because the only way to not believe a lie any longer is to learn the truth about it. Yeah. If I grew up my whole life believing 2 plus 2 was 3, but then I learned math and saw the answer for myself that it was 4, I could never go back to believing it's 3 because it's incorrect. It doesn't make logical sense to do so. The only way to return to a lie after you know the truth is purposefully. And sometimes we don't think it's we have a choice because it's how we feel. But your feelings also need soteria. Because <laughs> you were saved. You were, you were saved, protected, preserved, made whole, made whole. When he says made whole, he means made whole. He doesn't mean made whole except for this. But sometimes, because we don't differentiate, well, how do I know if the feeling's true or not? Is it according to truth? Just because I feel something, it's a fact because I feel it. It's a fact that I feel it. But is it true? No. So we can separate. And that's only by the truth. That we can differentiate between it. Just because I feel some way. I had a hard day the other day. And I felt a certain way. But that feeling doesn't get to determine what's true about me. It doesn't get to determine my identity. I put the other day. I said, you might feel depressed. Or no, I was reading a group. I was reading a group at a work. I said, you might feel depressed. And then I asked the question, but does that mean you are depressed? I'm not telling them what to think. I'm challenging them on how to think. Yeah. Is it true? It might be a feeling, which is a fact, but is it true? So if we don't understand when we're saved that we're made whole, and now that we've been made whole, that we stay whole because we have sozo and then soteria. Yeah. That I get to live from that reality. It's my reality now. It's what I have. Rather than what I'm still trying to get to. Right. And then if I'm trying to get to it, my feelings are going to be very detrimental because I might not feel worthy enough. And it's just a vicious backward cycle. We're trying so hard to fight our way up a ladder, not realizing we're already at the top. We're hidden in Christ at the right hand of God. Positionally, right now, spiritually, that's where you are. You were, you were outside the kingdom. You were an orphan. You were adopted, right, by the spirit that cries out, Abba, Father, right? And we were adopted right. as sons, and now we're not waiting for the inheritance. We're living from it. Right. How do we know? Because we've received the down payment. His name's the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And then we're called ambassadors of Christ. Right. That means I carry the authority of the kingdom with me. 
Because if I was a U.S. ambassador and I went to Russia, when I'm on Russian soil, I speak on behalf and the authority of the United States. So if I'm an ambassador of Christ and I'm on earth, what do I speak and carry the authority of? Christ. The only thing that prevents that from being my reality is if I fail to believe it. Right. And sometimes you believe it before it's your reality. It's called faith. It's Hebrews 11.1. One. It's the evidence of things hoped for. Right. No, it's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Just because I don't see it active in my life yet, but I see it in the Word, that means my faith can arise and grace can make it become my reality. Never let anyone tell you how far grace can take you. They might say, well, no one can live that way, brother. That's not their decision. So Lucy's got some explaining to do in the modern day church. Because I was never taught any of this. Now, through watching other teachers as technology and all that has become more available, I have learned a lot. But even some of it, like, it sparked ideas in me. It sparked, I I need to know if that's true. But all it did was make me hungry to know for me because I didn't didn't want to just know because they said. Exactly. That's where a lot of people, uh, yep, exactly. Like, I use a simple thing at work to challenge um, objective thought, critical thinking. Uh, and I use space because you know there's there's people who believe in a globe of Earth and there's people who believe that in a, in a flat Earth and yeah and <laughs> are there planets are there not planets so I I asked the question I said I say have you ever seen a planet I say yeah I said I said no not a photo have you seen a planet well you know we have satellites that's not what I'm asking have you seen a planet. Well, no, I haven't. And I'm like, so your only thing you have to know that they're here is because you've taken other people's words for it. I'm not discrediting the people that have discovered it. I'm not doing any of that. I'm simply challenging critical thought. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And I'm not saying I believe one way or the other. That's not what we're talking about. Right. I'm just challenging critical thought. And I said, you know you can go on NASA's website and it says that every image you see is a composite image. That means it's been altered or, or, or changed in some way. Every single photo, it's on their website. And they're like, really? I'm like, have you seen a planet? They're like, well, no. So, so you need to do your own research to be satisfied with your own answer. Mm-hmm. Not because someone else said so. Because we have to think critically. Right. I might have a predetermined belief in scripture that I was taught that might not be what I actually believe if I didn't approach this objectively with critical thought with the Holy Ghost because he's spoken to me before on certain verses and at, at the time unfortunately I, I, I disagreed hmm. now he's awesome and he's gracious and he's gentle but he is also persistent. And he kept challenging me in that arena. And it turns out he's right. <laughs> so he's, he's changed my mind on a whole, whole lot of things. Be, and he was teaching me how to think. He was teaching me how to listen to him. And that maybe there's things that I need to question that I didn't even know I could question. 
doesn't mean that what I already believe is wrong at all. It just maybe I need to question it because someone else might be. So he will, I'm, I, anytime I've, and this happens almost anytime, like I wrote this whole thing out, I guarantee when I go to work this weekend, this will be one of my first conversations that I have. It'll come up. Yeah. Almost every time he, he brings revelation to me, I use it in conversation with people when it's like fresh as fresh can be. Hmm. Almost every time. It's, it's, I mean, like clockwork. To the point to where like, I just laugh now. Like people, I mean, like, because, like, just on this content, I don't know if it'll go this way or not, but it'll be ridiculous to the point of like, they'll walk up and be like, so like, the Bible says that I've been saved, right? So like, does that mean like I always am? And I'll be like, bro, sit down. Like, it'll be so like specific that it's just wild and I'll just unload on them and we'll sit there, we'll talk about it. And it happens almost every time. So with all of this, what's so awesome to me is because I didn't know in, 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 in Hebrew that salvation was Yeshua. Yeshua. Which is Joshua is where we, the Greek translation for Joshua would be Jesus. Jesus, yes, yes. So it, it's, it's, it was prophesied. Wow. <laughs> it was prophesied salvation. That's why... You have one gospel that says, and you shall call his name Jesus. Yes. But the other one says, but you shall call his name Emmanuel, yes. which is God yes. with us. It's just, it's insane. Yeah. It's abs- it's insanity, and I love every minute of it. We have those pictures uh, uh, for those different names and what that means and stuff like that. I still have that paper too, man. It's, it's crazy, man, how different those meaning names mean. Shopkins, I'm calling my yeah, I mean, it's, and I'm so, 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 so thankful for the line of work that I've been in for so long now because of just the absolute diversity of people and the things I've learned, the things I've seen the Lord do. I mean, I've seen people healed more times than I can express. I've seen all sorts of crazy things, but I'm still most impressed when someone comes in with a completely different um, ideology, a completely different belief system, a completely different everything, and before they leave, their heart softens. The Lord just gets all over them, and they're and and they're saved there, and they walk out the door with salvation. Yeah. Nothing blows me away more than that. Yeah. Because I know how stubborn I've been in my ideals when I was younger, hmm. and how unwilling to listen to other people. And what I figured out was, is my belief system was such a house of cards that I couldn't afford a new idea because I knew it would, it would bring my current one toppling down. And that means I would actually have to change. But I didn't feel worthy of change. I didn't feel like I was adequate to actually change. So I was, my own inadequacy, my own insecurities were actually putting the walls around my my fragile belief system so I couldn't listen to you I was was one of those people that always had to be right yeah and then I figured out the Lord told me one time that I could be so right that I'm wrong (laughs) because my need to be right came at the expense of others easy guys so like just all these it's just it's manifold and it comes and he just gives you more and he just gives you more and he just gives you more 
and it keeps on going and it never stops. I see, I wish you could see a lot of people work down there. They feel like it has to be right, you know. Okay. And you know, sometimes it's like, all right, go right ahead. I mean, you're going to have your opinion, I'm going to have my opinion, but maybe I can, yeah, like you said, maybe I can learn from you, and you can learn from me. You know, I don't, I'm not always have to be, you don't always have to be right. And it's like that quote says, you don't always, oh, remember they said on KLTY. They actually said on KLTY. You always don't have to have to be the right person. It's always good to learn something different. Yeah. Personality is not always, so, always, always Whoa, right. Right. So I've actually, kids. I've actually figured out when I'm having these conversations with these people That's that believe differently, they're not destroying my argument. They're right. actually equipping me. Right. They're equipping me. Right. So I sit there and I listen and I'm interested. Like, I'm not like bored by them and I'm not like waiting to prove them wrong. I'm, I'm like, dude, tell me more. This is pretty cool. Hey, cars. Yeah. Like, because I want to know what they believe and why they believe it. If they say they believe something and they can't explain to me what they believe, that means they don't believe anything. What are you doing at your house today? Oh, you don't have your, you don't have your backup tools, then yeah, you, like you say you don't believe in believe in yourself. But then you add the power of your own life. What we just read, First Corinthians four twenty. Right. That's what that's what really I've seen get people over and over and over because how I live backs up what I say. Right. I'm not giving them do as I say, not as I do. That's the Christianity they grew up with. Watch my trick. So. They're so put off Ready? by that. Spin on my head. That it's insane. Spin on my head. But then I sit down, I, I, I share my story um, at, the, at work all the time, and I tell Spin the whole story of my wife, and, and they always, at the, it's inevitable. At the end of every time I tell it, they're like, how many years has it been? Lydia, Lydia. I'm like, how, they're like, how many years has it been? I said, it's been 10 months. And their jaws hit the floor. Why are scared? Because they're dealing with loss that has wrecked their life for... 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Hmm. And they're like, how are you in the place that you're at? And I'm like, how much time do you have? <laughs> I'd be happy to sit down and explain to you exactly why. It's going to take a little bit of time. I want to know more. Like, cool. I never forced you to do anything. My life is the example of what I'm saying. So it becomes possible for them. It goes from, because when I was a young man, the, the gospel was something I wanted, but it was unattainable. I couldn't have it. I wanted it, but I couldn't have it. Then I saw someone living it, and it went from not possible to possible, from unobtainable to obtainable. And when that happened, you could not stop me. When I figured out I could have it, when I figured out that I wasn't just saved, but that I have salvation, that I have soteria, it was game over. It was game over. That was it. Done. And it happened in one day while at work. I, can't, I went to work one man, I came home a completely different man. And, and our, my family's life was never the same as a single day after that. Not to say I came out perfect, but my life was completely different, and everyone could see it. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, I'm telling you, especially in those first two years, 
Insanity. Hmm. Insanity. Hmm. Wild, wild, wild stuff. People are kind of used to me now. But I mean, I was like almost in exile. <laughs> like, because all my old friends I hung out with, like, they don't want to be around the crazy Jesus guy. Yeah, we'll wait for it to fizzle out and then he'll be back. Hmm. It just never fizzled out. And a lot of those people messaged me on the down low asking me what happened. How did my life change? Like they expected a different answer than the one word answer I'd give. Jesus. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, like what no, what really happened? I'm like, I just gave you the nutshell. Like if you're gonna want it, you want the whole story, you're gonna have to call me or you're gonna have to show up at my house. Because it's gonna take it's gonna take a little bit. It's more than I can text. We are the Yes, sir. So the nutshell is Jesus. Exactly. That's that encompasses all of it. If you wanna you wanna go down the rabbit hole, I'll show you. Yeah. Come on over, take the red pill. Exactly. I got that's you. The, that's the problem. People wanna take the blue pill to get it the easy way, and look what it gets to. Yeah. <laughs> you choose comfort that leads to destruction, or discomfort that leads to growth. Hmm. I like that. I like that. Discomfort leads to growth. Pain always, I mean, always equals growth. My kids right now, they're they're growing. What do we call what do we call it when kids hurt from growing? Called growing pains. When you're going to the gym, the first three to five weeks suck, but after that, you begin to miss the pain of growth, the pain of the progress. We begin to crave it. So now you want to be uncomfortable. You want to push harder. You want to push farther. Because you miss that pain of progress. But the first little while it hurts because you're losing some stuff. You're changing some stuff. You're gaining some things that you might not feel like you're worthy of gaining. So we'll self-sabotage. We'll manifest in our external reality what we believe in our internal reality. I'll actually manipulate my situations to fit what I what I believe about my own adequacy. Wow. I used to when I was in, I would turn down job opportunities under the excuse of not being able to pass a drug test, which is true, but also the bigger reality was that I didn't think that I could do it. I had a fear of hard work because I didn't feel adequate. But then I read in my Bible in Ephesians, it says where he has qualified me. So where do I have the right to say that he didn't? Hmm. Exactly. Wow. Yep. Exactly, man. He says he qualified me. I didn't have to become qualified. He qualified me. Wow. How do you know you're qualified to do that? I'm qualified. Wait. Oh, well, you can't be the pastor because you don't have this degree. But I'm qualified. I don't need qualification. I've been qualified. He qualified me. Exactly. Now, in what capacity and all that, I understand all that. I'm not mad at it. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm qualified. I don't need the position to be qualified. He's called me. 
He's told me I'm qualified. I'm good believing him. If things and opportunities arise and sometimes they don't, that's not the point. He said, go. Whatever you do in word or in deed, do all things unto the Lord and not for people. 